This is Hannah and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're going to listen to, please go to uh, patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. And let me give a shout out to some of our more recent donors. Thank you to Joe S, Lizzie J, The Quiet One, Josh L, AK, Megan, Joweed M, Don H, Quippy Hippie, John S, Christian M, Powell B, Christopher J. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks, guys. And I'll just give a couple quick uh, points of, uh, I don't know what I would Housekeeping? Call them. Sure, housekeeping. Um, if you are in Orlando, Florida, or within driving distance of Orlando, I'll be speaking in Winter Park, which is close to Orlando, on Sunday, April 24th, like in person and not over Zoom. (laughs) And uh, all the details can be found at the website for the Central Florida Free Thought Community. So again, that's Sunday, April 24th, if you're in the area. We'll post a link in the show notes. And then just a fun little thing. Uh, We're recording this on Thursday. If you are a crossword type of person who enjoys doing the New York Times crossword, there may be something interesting in store on Saturday. On Saturday? do the puzzle, which will be available on Friday night. Yay! So, yay! Um, I've gotten really into the New York Times crossword, and I can almost always finish the Monday one. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I break all of your streaks on Saturday it would bring me joy. I, I don't know why. Like, crossword puzzles are something I desperately want to be amazing at, and I'm okay at them. <laughs> like, I used to tear up that red-eye crossword, but that's that's the <laughs> level of difficulty I want, is the Chicago nice. red-eye crossword. <laughs> um, I hope people enjoy and hate it and discuss it <laughs> and send me all your rage tweets. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um. Okay, what else? How are you this, <laughs> this oh, Thursday morning? Oh, God, Jesus. So bad. <laughs> um. No, I just got in a car wreck yesterday and progressed. You're alive, though. I'm fine. Um, I was the only driver. It, it, the airbags didn't even go off. I was making a left turn, and, and somebody blew a red and hit me. Um, but, but fucking progressive insurance can go to hell. <laughs> I spent, Damn it, Flo. I spent all, day, all morning yesterday, pre-accident, trying to... Um, pay my insurance because it it runs out at the end of this week. And so I was just online trying to pay it. And they're like, no, we can't. And I was like, are you sure? I'd love to give you money. And they're like, mm, no, we don't feel like it. Um, and then I got in a car accident and their whole site was still down. I literally could not access my insurance information. I could not contact an agent to get a tow or a ride. It was terrible and sucked, but I am fine. Just exceedingly crabby so people better watch themselves on this show is there anybody i can take my anger out in this list in front of you so many people (laughs) oh also we were at the david lynch uh retrospective my husband and i um well he was there all week i just went for for one night and uh it was a lot of fun if anybody was there hi hope you had fun too i don't know I will start with the most rage-inducing, maybe, because I don't think she's on your radar. Oh. Um, so it's a new, new source of rage. Okay. Uh, Georgia has its uh, gubernatorial election later this year. More for like the... gubernatorial, am I right? This is why we get paid. High no, five. No. High five. No. This is the race that <laughs> Stacey Abrams will presumably be the Democratic nominee, and Yay. Georgia's Republican side has all sorts of crazy people running in their primary. One of them is a woman named Candace Taylor. 
um, who has no experience, I don't believe, uh, with anything in government. That's why she thinks she'll be great as governor. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, just to point out, Georgia has a Republican governor who's super conservative. And of course, the game then in the primary is prove that you're way worse than that guy. Mm. That way, Republicans love you. So Candace Taylor, who is she? She is a woman who, when she announced her campaign about two months ago, it was she had the big bus that she's going to campaign in, and the side of the bus has her picture and her name. That's not weird at all. The one with oh, wait something for it. guns wait babies. For it. Wait for it. Uh, yeah, she says her campaign slogan, I'm the one you've been waiting for, which is weird because I'm pretty sure Politics 101 is, it's about you, yeah. not me. Well, I'm just the vessel, but this is about Trump you. She saw Donald Trump and took yeah. all of the right lessons from him. <laughs> yes. Oh, malignant um, narcissism? Is that yeah. something I should try out which for size? Is, which is why Democrats, lots of progressive Democrats, were very angry with the Hillary Clinton campaign slogan, like, I'm with her. It's like, no, 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 stop censuring oh, her at this. Oh, I see what you Make mean. it about everybody else. Anyway, uh, Candace Taylor's bus, the side of it, this is two months ago, had three things listed on there. You would assume these are the things she's campaigning on. And it was uh, Jesus guns and, and babies, babies i yes. assume that's in order of priority jesus guns babies yes and nothing else matters it's so strange like it's just such... i don't know why <laughs> the babies is so off-putting because i don't know why it's not children or like youth or protect yeah. it's just babies and it's not even babies because republicans like it's, her do not care about babies they care about fetuses fetuses yeah because once they're born no 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 i'm not going to do anything to help you out why did you want to be born if you thought you had to eat all the time yeah. jeez uh babies apparently get handed their guns maybe then she'll like them but until mm. then nope but anyway, Jesus there has at the to top. be a gun-shaped teething ring that those people have right stop giving them there ideas. has to be Imagine a little baby fucking gnawing on a pistol. Ew. I just invented it and disgusted myself. Like, I'm mad at people for a thing that I invented. You're looking for something new to make on Etsy. (laughs) Oh, by the way, thank you for reminding me. Etsy strike (laughs) this week. There's an Etsy strike this week. So then next week. Next week. Um, So anyway, I bring this up because Candace Taylor was giving a speech to the Georgia Republican Assembly. Um, basically making a pitch for why they should support her. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about that slogan and her bus and all the backlash she got from people who apparently do not like Jesus and guns and babies, all three of which must go together at all times. It's just so weird. Why is babies so off-putting to me? I don't know why. It's when they say it because they don't care. Yeah, it's just weird. They don't care. Anyway, here's what she said to the Georgia Republicans this week. My slogans, Jesus, guns, and babies. By oh, the that's way, her that's, slogan? She said that's her slogan. It's not her that's slogan. That's not a slogan. But okay. She said, uh, Jesus, because that's our First Amendment right. It's the right to worship Jesus Christ freely. I'm sorry, is it's she why going, we have a country. Is she diving into explaining Jesus, guns, and babies? Because I get it. Oh, yes. I know what all three of those things are. It's not even where I'm going with this, but yes, that is what she's doing. She's just explaining what Jesus is. explaining Jesus to the Republicans (laughs) of Georgia. But then here's the thing that she said. Like, I don't... Okay, yes, you have a First Amendment right to worship however, whatever, you know, whatever. Then she says, don't talk to me about separation of church and state. Church and state was written written because the state has no business in our church but we are the church 
we are the church and we run the state and Georgia's sovereign and we're running the state with Jesus Christ first. Did she say sovereign? Yeah. So she's doing like full on British, like Mm. this is our manifest destiny. She can't decide if she wants a theocracy or a monarchy (sighs) in a democracy but also Jesus runs the church and the church runs the state. It's so funny because she is so close to getting it because the state has no business in our church. Yeah, arguably, unless you're, you know. Trying to kill everyone like during the pandemic. Correct. Um, but the can you, I'm sorry, can you please read? We are, we are, are the, the church, church and we, we run the state. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> That's the problem. She is correct, <laughs> <Unfortunately>. technically. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're trying to fix. Oh, boy. Um, Then she goes on to say, the good thing about the First Amendment is if you're a Jew or you're a Muslim or you're a Buddhist, you still get to worship your God because you're in America, but you don't get to silence us. I'm sick of political correctness. It's going to stop. I will not bend my knee. Who's silencing Christians in Georgia? Who's silencing you? Who? Who are these people that they're so mad at? Here's the last bit she said here. I will not take Jesus out, even when people say... Candace, you shouldn't say God. No, I'm going to say Jesus. He's my savior. He saved me. Who is telling her not to do stuff? Like, I think it's politically stupid. Yeah. Um, also, again, not a theocracy. Also, she didn't really... I mean, wh- I'm, okay. She didn't context. even get around to guns or babies. Well, <laughs> in that part of the but speech. But the context, what, this is a stump speech or this is. I think this is a stump speech to Georgia what you Republicans. Think it is? Oh, she has could, to pretend so she's, she's campaigning. This is her campaigning? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, to Georgia Republicans in this particular crowd. But again, like, who. This idea that she's being persecuted yeah. by nobody, by the way. Yeah. Um, no one's stopping her from being a Christian or worshiping Jesus or whatever the hell she wants to do with her guns. I don't know. But like separation of church and state doesn't interfere with right. any of that. Right. She just can't imagine a world where her religion doesn't control public policy. Right. And that's the problem with it. She wants the government out of her way. But also government mandates whatever her religion says needs to be mandated. Well, I just think it's interesting that she has this sort of wherewithal to bring up other religions. Because normally we don't hear that, right? Normally it's like, God, this They're is fine. God's country. Yeah. Usually they don't try to bring in like... You know, the Jews also are like, because I think she'll say it because like they're not the ones getting in her way. It's usually people who were like us, like us, but also like, no, she's fine with the couple percentage points of religious people like, oh, those two percent of Muslims who make up Georgia like they want to worship. Fine. Most Jews want to worship. That's fine. But the but 90% of Christians, whatever, we get to control everything. So she, she doesn't mind connect, deferring. Yeah. She do, she can't connect those last few dots of, oh, okay, you found that there's other religions mm. and you found that like church and state shouldn't cross over. Now, do you see why maybe it's problematic if like in a public school, you do a Christian prayer when you acknowledge that there are Jewish students around you? She genuinely thinks that because her religion's in the majority, it should get to dictate public policy for everybody. And if like Ilhan Omar said any of this about Islam, of course they would throw a shit fit. My Um, makes right. The newest concept in power. Yeah, no one's ever come up with that one before. Um, She 
said later in the same speech that she, if elected, would fix the state's problem with patriots who believe in Jesus, which I don't know what they're lacking that they don't have right now. Um, oh, I mean, like, she she's going to use, quote, patriots who believe in Jesus to fix the state's problems, meaning, like, and Muslims, what, Jews would not have a seat at the table sure. in her administration, oh, okay. much less atheists or anyone else. Oh, so they'll be benevolently allowed to live in her Christian kingdom. Yes, that's exactly but does, what But they she's do not get any say in how said kingdom is mm-hmm. run. Do you know where she got her... Uh, she said she got a doctorate. I don't doubt that, but guess where she got it from? I mean, it has to be Liberty University. No, it's Phoenix, isn't it? University of Phoenix online? You're on the right DeVry. track. Reach for the sky, uh, DeVry. It's Pat Robertson's uh, Regents. Is that a for-profit? Uh, probably. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll it it's Pat Robertson's college. Yeah. That's where she got her PhD in something that's not politics. Yeah, What do you know Which, what it is? No, and it doesn't matter because it's like a paper mill type of... I don't trust schools like that yeah. and the people they produce. It's not that they're all bad. It's that... They're hey, mostly di- all bad. <laughs> your diploma doesn't mean what you want it to mean. Yeah. Um, and look, just to be clear, I don't think she's going to win the Republican nomination. Mm. She ran for the special election for U.S. Senate back in 2020. This was the race between um, Purdue and Raphael Warnock. And mm-hmm. in that race, uh, she got less than 1% of the vote as a Republican. Mm. Uh, because Had even- she not rolled out her very good slogan yet? <laughs> Do you think <laughs> that, that was her problem? It that, was a marketing issue. And part of me is like, I kind of wish someone this batshit crazy would be the Republican nominee. Yeah. Just like, I mean, there's a good and bad to Herschel Walker running for Senate in right, Georgia. Right, Because he's crazy. Yes. And I don't think people realize the full extent of his crazy. And he may be the Republican nominee. And like, if he is... That's kind of good because you want everyone to say, like, I cannot vote for batshit crazy. But Let it's me vote for the so other guy. So high risk. But it is high risk because Tommy Tuberville from Alabama got elected because yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is what Georgia's best and brightest are running with in the Republican yeah. Party. Nice Meanwhile, then. again, Stacey Abrams is going to be the Democratic candidate and gets to go up against one of these people. And it's not that she's guaranteed a victory. She's far from it. Far from it. But man, this is... I'm excited. She has to do everything right. And then the Republican Party just puts up candidates like this. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. She's a... She gets people... Excited! I, I'm I'm I pretty pretty her. stoked to see what what happens next. Um, this is a similar story, lower stakes, but also just Christian hubris at play here. <laughs> um, in uh, Arkansas, every county kind of has its local government. Okay, they're uh run by people called justices of the peace. And so in Fulton County, there's the Fulton County Quorum Courts, kind of like the local government in that part of Arkansas. That's fine and mm-hmm. well. Um, there was a woman who ran for that office okay. uh, in 2020. Her name is Joanna Defoe. And when she announced her candidacy, she talked about how faith was meaningful to her, which whatever, I don't care. Um, but this is what she said, like to local press and everything. She said, like, her goals were pretty straightforward and secular. I believe changes need to take place in our quorum court that will keep our local citizens better informed about the items on the agenda, the budget process, the road conditions, and the general state of the county. Fine. Sure. Well, that's a typical local yeah. election pitch. Um, she did say she felt called by God to run for office, which mm. again, whatever, I'll yeah. roll my eyes, but... That's different from saying, I yeah. want God's policies to be our county's policies. Yeah. Okay, fine. 
She also lied and said the Democratic Party has completely eliminated the word God from their platform, which, one, irrelevant because you're running in a local government race. Yeah. Two, I looked up the Democratic Party platform like just to double check. God is in there. It says really? it makes a reference to God-given potential. What she's saying is like Democrats don't want to live in a theocracy. They're horrible. Yeah, Which, again, fuck us, I guess. <laughs> you're running for like city council, right. honey. You're not running for statewide, whatever. Here's she won her race. Uh, that's why we're talking about her. She won her race 329 to 268. Jesus, very low stakes type yeah. of race. But hey. Votes matter at that uh-huh. level more than anything else. So she's been in office for a couple of years. Relatively mundane, boring kind of responsibilities, but important. I like I'm not knocking local government. Mm-hmm. You got to do stuff that doesn't get a lot of attention uh, beyond your county. And even then, like mm-hmm. who's on your city council? I guarantee most people couldn't answer that question. OK, fine. Um, but if you watch clips of any of their meetings, mm-hmm. I just want to remind you, she said she wants to... Uh, Keep our local citizens better informed about local government. Well, on the Facebook page for the local government, they put up videos of their meetings, which is a thing everyone does. You have to do it. You put up a public record of your events. Um, I just looked. uh, They just took it down, (gasps) which tells you a lot about. Really? uh I would like to. I don't know if I had anything to do with this. I hope I did. Anyway, the reason is uh, at all these meetings, after they say the Pledge of Allegiance to open their meetings, uh, Joanna Defoe here just starts preaching for like a good minute, preaching about the Bible, oh. saying a prayer, Bible verse, quoting a Bible verse. Anything especially I good mean, or inspirational? I watched five or six of them in a row. And oh. it was nothing. It's not like an independent fundamentalist Baptist preacher, like okay. trashing gay people. Okay. It's boring stuff, but it's a Christian prayer mentioning mm. our Lord, our our Lord, mm-hmm. like Jesus, things like that. It's you're not in church. This is a government meeting. Right. Even if you do an invocation, you can't just have a Christian prayer at every meeting. You got to rotate. Like there are ways to do it. You know why I know this? Because it's not like I pay attention to Fulton County quorum court meetings. A local news channel um, put up one of those like stupid, hey, community, what do you think about this question on Facebook? Uh-oh. And it's, the question is, sound off. How do you feel about prayer being said before school sporting events? Which like, you're the news. Stop asking dumb questions. Uh, this is not responsible um, journalism. Not responsible at all because who cares what they think about prayer at yeah. school sporting events? Anyway. This is the I'm equivalent even... of going into a diner in Alabama <laughs> and being like, oh, I, we found a real Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, no one cares what the Facebook commenters care on right. the local news channel's right. question about a crime. Right. Because it's illegal <laughs> to have Christian prayers. Anyway, that was a story. That's a different story. Anyway, oh, okay. under the comments section, oh boy. Joanna Defoe chimes in. Bing bong. Somewhere in there, on, in the thousands of comments they got. And she says, I've seen some of the comments. I personally, uh, she said, the grammar's off. She said, I personally, a hug believer in Christ. I'm I'm personally a a huge believer in Christ. Christ. Dot, dot, dot. I will pray out loud if I wish. I now brought prayer back into our quorum court this past year. Of course, I have to say the prayer, but guess the Lord wanted me to do so. I don't see no reason to leave prayer out of our society at any event that our children or adults are attending. 
Dot, dot, dot. Wait, do they really pray before every single event they attend? I, I don't know what Like, do this they go to a movie does. and have a quick prayer before? Like, truly, like, I... When, before the Disney movie they're going to protest? Right. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. But the fact is, this woman just blatantly put out there, I brought prayer back to our government meetings. Like, do, do you know what you just said there? No, she doesn't. No. So someone chimes in. A justice of the peace openly leading a Christian prayer using her government position, acting as an agent of the government that's supposed to be neutral concerning religion. That's really concerning. Uh Uh-huh. She chimes back. Uh Uh-oh. No, sir. God put me in this position to begin with, and I will always ask for his caps, all caps, his wisdom and advice be first before any human. Basically justifying her prayers. Mm -hmm. Person chimes back. So, yeah, again, real concerning when acting in official capacity that's supposed to be religiously neutral and doesn't appear to be at all. Do you have any idea who this person is? Uh, someone local who's like, So it is local. You know that was is, my. You know, okay. this is not okay, right? Yeah. So now someone tips me off to this conversation is happening uh-huh. here. It's not that person speaking up, by the way. Someone else is like, I just saw this. So now I'm like, what the hell's going on in these quorum court meetings? Uh-huh. Find the videos very easily. Yeah. Post about it. Like, uh, this is what this crazy person's doing. All of a sudden, the videos are all down. Oh. <laughs> FFRF has also been alerted. Freedom from Religion Foundation said they will look into sending a letter to them. But the <laughs> point here is, like, for someone who brags right. about having integrity, which is what she said about herself. Right. Like, the height of hubris right there. For an elected official, not just to send a message that non-Christians are not welcome at government meetings, mm-hmm. but to openly brag about what she's doing because she thinks it's perfectly fine because no one in her circle has ever told her you can't just yep. push your religion on other people. Um, wow. Man, that's I mean, how good it is to be Christian. Just break the law and brag about it. On Facebook. Whatever. Is that conversation still up? On uh, Facebook? You know what? I did not check, but I took screenshots. I was going to say, I'm sure way, you got receipts. I did save the video, too. Like, what are you going to do? You can't just eliminate the government. Right. The, the government record, which seems the, even shadier than <laughs> the prayer in the first place. Yes. Again, Ugh. people run for... Okay. Actually, while we're talking about running for office, oh? um, this is something that excited me this week. I didn't even have this on my list, yeah. but um, there's a woman named Sarah Henry who I've known through like atheist activism circles because she's a nonprofit activist mm-hmm. and does really good work mm-hmm. and has worked with people I know. And it's just a, yeah, you're, you're a go-getter, progressive, young. That's awesome. Yep. Go you. Yeah. Um, she's running. She just announced she's running for state rep in Florida mm. because all the crazy shit's happening yes. there. And I'm not going to make any speculation about it. I'm sure it's an uphill climb. But I saw that. I'm just like, I'm so appreciative that you are someone who cares about this stuff Mm -hmm. and has actually decided, you know what? I got to throw my hat into the ring. It's one thing to do what we do and yell from the sidelines. (laughs) It's another to say We're doing important work. She's actually putting herself in the race against a Republican incumbent in that state. And by the way, I looked it up. Like, I think the Republican won his last race like 60% to 40%, mm. which is hard to overcome, but yeah. also not necessarily impossible. But this is one of those, um, if you plan to run for office as a first-time candidate, mm-hmm. I think you kind of have to go in saying, I'm going to run like maybe twice, three times maybe, because yeah. it's hard to win your first time out. Yes. You'll learn the ropes, you figure out. But yeah. like, I looked at the website and everything, and man, it's 
you wish people like that would run for office. Oh, good. Um, I think it's Sarah for FL if you're interested on Google. Uh, just you, Sarah, you S-A-R-A or S-A-R-A-H? A-H. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just want to see those people run for office. Yeah. We talked about Megan Hunt, the senator from Nebraska yes. last time. And that's exactly the thing. It's like you're in the minority in mm-hmm. a state with a lot of conservatives in elected office. Mm-hmm. But when you use your voice to speak up, I'm telling you, people hear you. You can sway public opinion even if you can't pass the legislation you want. Mm-hmm. That stuff matters. Yeah. It makes a difference. So I'm just like, oh, my God, it's someone smart and intelligent like and progressive running for office. That's wonderful. Um, let me jump to this. It's Easter weekend, which is typically when oh, yeah. uh, American Atheists holds their annual conference. Mm-hmm. And they're hosting theirs this weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there was an article in uh, published by Religion News Service. The headline was this. American atheists to take a quieter approach to culture wars at Atlanta meeting. Uh oh. And I spoke to the reporter about this before the uh, thing went up because she was asking, like, do you think they're downplaying? Because, like, American atheists historically, she said, and and I agree with this, they've kind of been known for being in your face uh, about atheism. Madeline Murray O'Hare famously, Uh Dave Silverman, regardless of how that played out. But, like, they were in your face, they were fighting Mm -hmm. about atheism. And this time, as she points out, uh, Yonat Shimron in the article, like, the, the, what's the theme? They don't necessarily have a theme other than, like, let's bring people back together. Okay. It's the first conference in three years. Yeah. Uh, she actually, this is the uh, beginning of the story. American Atheists, one of the leading organizations dedicated to defending non-belief, is taking a quieter approach as it prepares for its first in-person convention in three years. Um and I think uh, people at American Atheists were like, eh, I disagree with the quieter approach thing. Okay. Because if you look at the scheduled things they are going to talk about, and this is in the article, panels will address a host of pressing issues. The impending Supreme Court ruling on abortion, state battles to limit LGBTQ discussion in schools, mm-hmm. the growth of Christian nationalism and white supremacy. Um they're discussing the things you would expect a group that cares about atheism to discuss. Mm-hmm. But they're also like, who's the keynote speaker that's going to rile everyone up? It's not, it's, it, there isn't one that's like oh. some famous name that's going to rile Like a firebrand? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. They just have, I, if you look at their list, it's like, yeah, these are smart, intelligent people who are going to say smart, intelligent things. Do we have any firebrands left? And I'm- uh, wannabe, yes. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing that we don't have anymore. I think that's where I kind of was kind of going with this, yeah. which is if you think quieter approach, and this is not knocking the report. This is a general idea. The criticism mm-hmm. I've heard of American atheists, which is you're not firebrands like you used to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not necessarily yeah, a bad thing. Yeah. I, I think you have to grow and evolve with what the culture is doing and, and in terms of who's being discriminated against, in right. terms of who's everyone stepping on, atheists not no. not there like other communities are. Mm-hmm. And part of what we can do right. is if you care about church state separation mm-hmm. and religious extremism and stuff, it's work with groups to fight back against that stuff. Acknowledge that you know what being an atheist, the nice thing American atheists can provide here is to say we can host a convention right. that brings hundreds of at least 
people together in one place. A lot of you haven't seen each other for many mm-hmm. years. A lot of you maybe may have figured out you were an atheist in the recent years. And if you live in that area or you're within driving distance, this may be the first time you're meeting other atheists. Mm-hmm. There is such a huge value to that. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean you have to be like, yeah, religion's dumb. Like, I'm sure a lot of people believe that. Yeah. But that's not the point of this gathering. And what are you going to win in big quote hands, by having someone on stage who tells you why religion itself is stupid. Right. It's not that I think they're wrong. It's that like there's we know. bigger let's move issues. Forward. There's yeah. bigger issues. Let's talk about those issues. And this is what they said. Uh, Nick Fish, who's the president, and some of the other speakers, that's kind of what they pointed out. It's mm-hmm. like, we're talking about issues that are very important. It's not a quiet approach. Mm-hmm. If you're equating you know, loudness mm-hmm. with basically being an asshole on stage against religion. Right. Yeah, we're not doing that. Right. But it doesn't mean we're shifting away from things yeah. that actually matter. Well, mm, I think it's, I don't know. Like, do you think that we need to be riling people up or not? We've talked about that one one of the Republican atheist groups that doesn't seem to do anything except give CPAC money so they can reach out to Trump oh, people. Oh, yeah, didn't they tweet or something? They, they tweeted a period this week. It <laughs> yeah. was the only oh, yeah. thing that hasn't pissed me he off. He sent a screen grab to it, and I was it in was public, fantastic. and I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> it was clearly a typo tweet, but it was a yeah, period, and I'm like, just a period. I don't disagree with this I was one. like, is this a follow, Doc? Yeah. Are you yeah. trying to... But I'm saying, like, their whole thing is like, we're going to bring the... We're firebrands. We're going to bring it back. It's like, what do you need it? Do you know what it makes me think of is if you are like on atheist Facebook groups or just like me, if you've ever met somebody who just left religion, there is a different feeling about them versus somebody who has been an atheist for a long time. And you can see when you're scrolling through like whatever, and maybe I'm sure our, our uh, Facebook page does this too. Once in a while you're like, you see somebody who's like, I just can't believe religion does this, that, or the other. And they pretend, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. while that is an old <laughs> concept we've all sat with, it is new to that person. Right. It's the criticism I've heard of like Reddit atheism, which yeah. is, uh, oh, it's a bunch of reactionaries and yes. uh, people who just want to argue about why God is stupid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but for them, for the people who might discover Reddit, like atheism, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but it's new for a lot of them. It I is. know for a lot of us, it's old hat. But like, this is the thing about the convention. Who's coming to an American atheist convention? Yeah, there are some people who are brand new to this whole thing. They're mm-hmm. very excited about that. Mm-hmm. But for the sort of people who attend this stuff and yeah. speak at this stuff, they've been fighting these issues for decades, if mm-hmm. not longer. And it's like, they, we know. We know God doesn't exist. We don't need convincing. Let's talk about where to go from here. Yes. It's actually, when I'm, I'm, I mentioned I'm speaking in Florida next week, I'm like, what do you want me to talk about when I go there? Yeah. Because I've given a version of a speech for a couple of years now. It's like, all right, well, I haven't given a talk in a while. Yeah. I can change it up. What do you want me to talk about? They're like, can you give us something to be optimistic about? And I'm oh. like, no, that goes against everything yeah. I believe in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that is the nature of what <laughs> they I'm They tapped like, the wrong co-host for that. I know. <laughs> um, but they were like, yeah, why don't you tell us what you're optimistic about? So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. Here's Heaven's what- speech is going to be 90 seconds long, and he's going to be like, <laughs> nothing, motherfuckers, and leave. <laughs> Mic drop, thank you. Yeah, um, but that's it. It's This, I think, is a sign of progress. The mm-hmm. fact that... Yeah, we are atheists. Yeah, we don't have we have these opinions about God. We don't need to blast it using um, the megaphone or anything. Yeah, we have the internet now. Like, we don't <laughs> need billboards. We don't need bus. Ad- I mean, listen, do billboards do bus ads? I don't actually care. But like, 
I feel like we're not. We're, we're What's also the goal? atheists aren't recruiters necessarily. Yeah. I think this is the thing. What's the goal of all those bus ads and billboards? It's to get media attention. Sure. To what end? Sure. Um, right now, the goals of the what the American Atheist Convention and other groups seem mm-hmm. to be doing is, yeah, we're fine. It people will find us if they want to find us. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we are helping the people who are here, uh-huh. like understand this is what we're up against. This is what you need to fight against. Right. This is what the issues are. Right. Let's help you all connect with each other. Let's make sure you have the tools you need to go out back to your communities mm-hmm. and fight these battles. And you know what? If you work with religious, pro- progressive religious groups that are mm-hmm. also fighting these battles, mm-hmm. that's fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, again, quieter approach seems to be the, you're not firebrands right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. I don't need them to yell about God on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Yeah, I, I feel like we're in the kind of, get to work era of atheism of like we have we have taken the last 10 years 50 years whatever you want to say to lay out the case against religion we have done so many times over and i think we've all made our point people know like we believe what we believe people believe what we believe but like to me if you're going to be an involved atheist it, it, it becomes your responsibility to protect other victims of religion and, and religious extremism and religious and extremism. So yeah. in the U.S., we're looking at like all of the shit you said: abortion rights, uh, trans rights, gay rights. Like all th- this is the stuff we need to do. This is the stuff that is actively harming people right now. Um, one of the things Christian I, nationalism is such a huge problem right now. One of the things that I was doing research for the talk, and I was like, I wonder if you look at, like, Amazon, what are the top 20 best-selling books about atheism? Mm. Not scientific research by any means, but I'm just like, if you took a snapshot right now, what would they be? And if you look at the top, whatever, 25, whatever they have on the first page there. How many white dudes? uh, Oh, many, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Just about all, now that I think about it. Oh, weird. Here's the thing. Most of those books were the 2006-era New Atheism Mm -hmm. books. The God Delusion et al. And different versions of the same books. So, like, they actually made up the majority, even we're talking about, like, four books, they made up a majority of the items on that list Mm -hmm. because there's different versions of them. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of them were written by prominent like christian reactionary conservative types because they were refuting the god delusion or whatever oh i see and a couple of them were like new books written by uh, guys like seth andrews right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. that just came out is your book up there of course no (laughs) so of course they're making a push for it right now so i'm not surprised to see those but by and large the books are like 10 15 years old Mm -hmm. because what are you gonna argue we are past the god doesn't exist and i need to introduce you to this concept like it's where do you go from here arguably thomas Paine kind of took care of that in the (laughs) the 19th or 18th century but like we're still working on it but like we organized it now so i mean just saying like yeah the We've done that. The resources are there. They are not hard to find or access to people looking for it. Mm -hmm. And I think the question is like, okay, well, where do you go from here? And that's a more interesting question. And uh, I like that at least this weekend, that's what American Atheists is focusing on. And so are so many of the other national groups. So interesting. Um, This Hold on. Before we move on, do you have any interest in going back to conferences? Just you personally? Like if you were... You do. Because I like 
talking to those people. I like speaking to those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very interesting to see what they talk about when you kind of, a lot of those conferences, they invite speakers who have a point of view, who have something to say mm-hmm. without necessarily saying, here's what we need you to talk about. Yeah. And so when you give them that leeway, it's like, tell us what you're passionate about mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, within the realm of this is kind of what we're going for here. Mm-hmm. What should atheists need to know about at this atheist yeah. conference? You end up hearing, like, um, this is quoted in the religion news service article, uh, Mandisa Thomas, uh, who we've talked to before, founder of black nonbelievers title of her talk, how to address white supremacy in the secular community and do something about it. Hmm. Like I can't give that, that speech. Yeah. I don't know enough about that That's stuff. A, She's I would experienced see that talk. it. She knows about it. Like it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I love when you get to hear those things that we aren't used to hearing, mm-hmm. uh, in like a mainstream outlet or something. Yeah. When I, I went down to Houston and gave a talk, um, in 2018, 2019, I don't know anymore. Um, and I remember it was basically about feminism and it was called taking up space. Uh, and, and I, as I was writing it, I felt like, am I doing like, is this too reductive? Is this too basic? And then I thought like, no, I think the groundwork needs to be laid out. And so that's why I think like, read the God delusion. It, uh, if you need to, if that's where you are in your journey, read the God delusion. There's nothing wrong with it. Like it, it lays out a very compelling case for why atheism is a good way of life. But, you know, I like that we're delving into more specific things that like while Christianity isn't the only cause of, of it, it is part of it. And I like that we're addressing toxic masculinity within our own circles and the anti-woke sector of the people. I don't know. We should go to a conference together. We've never been to one together. We've each been to... We've been to different ones. Different ones. Yeah, Yeah, I went to the American Atheist. I'm telling you, even if you're like as steeped in it as we are or Mm -hmm. you're brand new, there's just something really cool about going to a place where, especially if you're from a red state or a conservative area, to be able to hear people talk about this stuff without censoring themselves mm-hmm, and or, feel safe to do so. Yeah. And to talk about it yourself and mm-hmm. not have to put up a guard in mm-hmm. any sort of way or oh, yeah. use coded language to make sure you're not going to piss off the mm-hmm. wrong people. There is something really valuable if you've never done. I mean, the first time I went to anything, I, I heard someone talking about like creationism and evolution uh-huh. and it was just a given that creationism was wrong on this stuff. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, I've thought about that. Mm -hmm. But to hear someone put it eloquently Mm -hmm. and and funny, but also like, no, like, of course, science has the right idea here. Right. It's like, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. There is something important to that. I would say if you are kind of new to the atheism community, and especially, like you said, if you're in a red state or a conservative area, if you have the means, try to get to a conference. They're fun and, like it's fun to be around people who are like you. It's great because yeah. most of us don't get to do that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Just don't stay in that echo chamber forever. But yeah, take a step back. Once in a while. Keep your own perspective. But yeah, they're fun. Um, let me jump to this one in Tennessee. Somebody invite us. We'll do a, dub- <laughs> we'll do a double talk. You just have to pay for two Done. flights in two different hotel rooms. We're not staying, sharing not a hotel room. This is in Tennessee. <laughs> This is, uh, Tennessee is a red state. They're pushing this law that would basically allow local jurisdictions to punish homeless people for being homeless. It's a dumb, horrible thing. That's not even where I'm going with it. It criminalizes homelessness. (laughs) 
So of course, oh, again, this country it's your, is so terrible. Yeah, we're. <laughs> They're making listen, it a crime to be homeless. What the fuck? <laughs> New York City is doing the same thing with the Democrat in charge. California is not great at it. I mean, there's this is the this worst is place in the world. <laughs> bipartisanly stupid on this whole issue. But uh, I bring this up because while some Democrats, I mean, the Democrats in in elected office, the like two of them <laughs> are trying to say it. Uh, this is Brenda Gilmore, who's a state rep from Nashville. It breaks my heart that we're criminalizing people who have nowhere else to go. Um, and if you take and incarcerate parents, uh, that only multiplies the issue of taking parents away from these children <laughs> because they're poor. I mean, yeah, of course, <sighs> she's right. But I bring this up because of what uh, a guy named uh, State Senator Frank Nicely. Uh, here's what he said. I'm just going to feel free to chime guys in. Yeah. Nice and nicely, thank you. <laughs> right? Here's what he said. He, here's the point he wanted to make. Okay. Um, we're not saying anything bad about homeless people. Pe- homeless people can still rise up to do important things. Like, we're not, like, criminalizing. I don't know what he's trying to get. Here's what he said. I want to give you a little history lesson on homelessness. Uh Uh-oh. In 1910, Uh Hitler decided decided to live on the streets for a while. So for two years, Hitler lived on the streets and practiced his oratory and body language and how to connect with the masses and then went on to lead a life that got him in the history books. So a lot of these people, it's not a dead end. They can come out of this, these homeless camps, and have a productive life. Or in Hitler's case, a very unproductive life. I support this bill. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. I am without words. Are you... One day, homeless people, you two can rise up and be just like Hitler and become famous. Oh, I mean, sure, he's not famous for great things, but also he's in the history books. But you know him. And you know him. No such thing as bad publicity. (laughs) Is he out of his ever-loving mind? (laughs) How dare he have the same name as a charming character from Guys and Dolls? Nicely, nicely, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I should watch Guys and Dolls again. Just, so this man... <laughs> there's a famous tweet, like, by you You don't have to hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do not have to hand it to him. You don't have to, like, praise him for the oratory and for being famous. <laughs> I Jesus. am... You know what's... Okay, here... Same dude, by the way, wants to uh, basically rewrite history curricula. Oh, I don't think he should be in charge of that, Hammett. I don't think he has a firm grasp on history, actually. Um, Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. Off the top of my dome, Jewel was also homeless. (laughs) And also is not Hitler. Like, that's just a person (laughs) I know who is homeless, who is now a judge on a singing show or whatever. Like, (laughs) there's better journeys you can use as an example than Adolf Hitler, who was responsible for the death of six million Jewish people. We're from Illinois, where uh, a state representative on January 6th, the morning of, made a reference to Hitler, too, that wasn't he's the worst man ever. Who? What? Uh, Mary Miller downstate. Go look it up. Mary downstate. Miller Hitler. Anyway. Uh, Give it to Missouri. We don't want it. 
This is why I also hate media coverage of this sort of thing. The headline for local ABC news affiliate in Tennessee, after a lawmaker draws Hitler comparison, Tennessee homeless bill heads to governor's desk. But this is what they actually said in the first two paragraphs. (laughs) Um, A bill that targets Tennessee's homeless population is now headed to Governor Bill Lee's desk. After extensive debate, comma, which included an unexpected reference to Adolf Hitler, comma, State senators passed the bill 22 to 10 on Wednesday. Just a, yeah, it's a thing that happened. Like, let's just, we'll just tell you what happened and not suggest that it's bad. Why would we do that? Like, stop it. They're these sweet girls. You're not helping readers who don't follow this stuff. (laughs) There's uh, a couple sweet Christian girls who I do volunteer work with who are wonderful, and they're thinking about going to school in Tennessee. And I'm just going to send their mom a link to this gentleman <laughs> and just just see if that sort of shapes their idea of what Tennessee is. I literally, I, I felt, I, this is probably overstepping, but I was, I said to her, like, I want you to know that, like, Christians in Tennessee are not the same as Christians <laughs> in this area. I just want you to yeah. be aware of that. You are going to see homophobia and bigotry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a really strange influence on that family. We'll, uh, <laughs> I we'll love them very we'll, much. We'll stay in Tennessee for one more I don't story. I want to. Too I've bad, established. Because uh, this one involves a Tennessee cop. Mm. Um, here's the story. It actually We may have discussed this a couple years ago when it happened. It was in the news again this week, and I'll tell you why. Okay. But here's the story. February of 2019. That's how far back we're going here. Okay. A woman uh, whose name I'm not going to mention right now, uh, she was driving one night pulled into a gas station, filled up her car, got some cigarettes, and then left to go visit her son. Um, And as she arrives at his place, this cop is, like, tailing her. And as she goes into the driveway, this deputy, his name is Daniel Wilkie, gets out of the car, uh, gets out of his car, and is in her driveway, her son's driveway. He's like, you need to get out of the car. He basically searches her, touches all parts of her body, asks her to remove her bra to shake it out. Um, and then she later admitted she had a roach on her like marijuana, which she handed over. And at that point, another officer like arrives. It's like, what did she do that was so bad that you needed to stalk her and stop her? Uh-huh. Right. So at some point, I can't believe he said roach. Where did said, you learn she the She said oh. roach. She said the word. She's like, okay. he stopped me and he got. Okay. So Wilkie <laughs> then says. Like something like, are you saved? Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, no. And she says, I believe in Jesus. I'm not saved by my own choice. And then the cop says to her, God was talking to me during the vehicle search, and the Lord wants me to baptize you. Um, No. So if you're the woman, what do you do at this point? Because this cop is in the driveway, and you're afraid, oh, shit, I have marijuana on me. He's going to get me on something like, I'll just do what he says. I think I would go boneless or do like one of those fainting goats and just. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes into the house of her son, uh-huh. grabs some towels, basically, and tells her son, like, I think he's going to baptize me. What? Uh, She's going to with this Because she feels like she has no choice here. Can be- I ask the races of the people involved? Uh, he, cop is white. Woman, I believe, is white. I'm not actually oh, okay. certain of the woman, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but like... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just if it's a person of color, I think that just adds I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, But she grabs the towels and she she said, 
that if he could baptize her, maybe he'll only like let me off the of course. hook for the marijuana. It wasn't clear at the time to her what she was being written up for. Yeah. But she said she agreed to the deal because it meant she wouldn't have to go to jail. She mm-hmm. felt she had to get baptized because the consequences of saying no would have been more of severe. So she follows... There's a reason that we have these rules around people in authority. This is why. Yeah. So she follows the cop to like, drives 15 minutes or something to a nearby lake. Another deputy, another deputy, uh, his name is Jacob Goforth. He shows up. Apparently, he thinks he's acting as a witness to the baptism. And here's what, uh, this is what happened. Wilkie, the cop, uh, stripped nearly naked with his boxer shorts on. And he gave her the option to take off her clothes. She said, I'm not. Um, But he baptizes her with her clothes on in the lake. And she said in a lawsuit that she filed later, she Uh felt horribly violated, but she never felt, quote, free to simply ignore him or not do as he commanded. And she said that when it was all over and she's drying off this other cop, the deputy who showed up, he smirked at her she's clearly in wet clothing yeah um he says i did not do that okay yeah this lawsuit was filed two years ago and it's been going through all the legal maneuvering that you would expect because she's suing like the cop this deputy the city the county whatever it is Mm -hmm. um by the way they the news channel nine in chattanooga got a copy of the citation the cop wrote up for her oh and um it didn't mention the baptism It did cite her for a, quote, tinted window violation and license tag obstruction and included her admission of having a joint in her possession. Oh, the cops do such good, important work. We're so lucky to have them. So basically, the thing that happened this week is a U.S. district judge basically said, this deputy that you're accusing of smirking at you and stuff, um, we're going to basically, he's not involved in this anymore. I'm going to get him off the hook. But the lawsuit against the main cop, uh, that one can proceed. Good. Um, So that's the news. Like, this lawsuit is moving forward. She actually sued for $1 million in compensatory damages Mm -hmm. and $10 million in punitive damages, which I don't know if she'll get any of that. Did she file as a Jane Doe, or do you just not want to... I don't want to mention her name. She did use her name in the lawsuit. Okay. Um, I should say the cop resigned in December of 2019, Hmm. But it's not because of this case, because what I found out uh, a little later is he actually got sued twice that same day, once from this woman um, and another from a different civil rights lawsuit. Someone else said, you violated my civil rights. Do you know any details about Um, that? Yeah. Let me tell you this. The Chattanooga Times Free Press said part of why he resigned, and they have links to everything I'm about to tell you. Wilkie faces numerous lawsuits in several cases involving alleged excessive use of force, (laughs) including the alleged, this is the second lawsuit that same day, including the alleged unlawful body cavity search of a man while performing a traffic stop and the alleged groping of female minors. The requested damages in the lawsuit total about $11 million. And he's going to jail, right? According to Hamilton County court documents, Wilkie has been indicted on 44 charges, including six counts of sexual battery, two counts of rape, nine counts of official oppression, extortion, stalking, and assault, among others. Okay, so you said official. So I assume that's a heavier... Because that's my concern. That's always my concern is when it's people in a... position of authority over others and are obviously abusing that power. 
Like, to me, that is such a greater crime than, like, a random person coming up to me and being like, can I baptize you? Like, I don't know the significance of all those charges. I didn't look up them individually. But what's surprising to me is, like, guys like him, again, keep in mind, all these charges against this guy, civil rights violations against this guy. Mm -hmm. And what are we talking about? The thing that he did? He's like, you know, I'm a good Christian and you need Jesus in your life. I'm fine. You need Jesus, woman who, you know, didn't do anything. Yeah. And so he baptized her, and that's a separate issue. But again, this guy is thinking, I'm being the good Christian here, and I'm going to force it on you. Psychopath. So, like, I'm glad the lawsuit wasn't like tossed out. It is moving forward, even though not everyone involved in the case, because the woman made a lot of allegations about this deputy. Like, how did he not stop any of this stuff? Yeah, I don't know and how he got off the hook. Again, you could read this 29 page response, but basically, the cop, the deputy is like, a qualified immunity and like I thought I was just helping out a buddy we were off the clock whatever I don't know what the deal specifically Jesus is Christ. but again what I don't what I don't have shit. answers to is like what was this guy gonna do if the woman said she didn't want to be baptized mm-hmm. what if she said I'm not a Christian and mm-hmm. I'm not saved what is the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office doing in the wake of the allegations forget the fact that you know, even if we're waiting for a conviction or something, like if this is the allegation, what are you doing to make sure your cops don't give a shit about the religion of the people they're stopping? If I'm the lawyer, I'm going after kidnapping charges because he basically gave her no choice but to go with him to a lake. A lake. 15 minutes away. Was it at least daytime? Nope. Dark Can night you? after midnight-ish. No. After yeah. midnight? I, yeah, I think so. Imagine being a woman and having to get into a car with a cop. They drove separately. He didn't handcuff her or anything, but he's like, follow me to the lake I'm going to take you to, person who's never met me before. And definitely murder you there. Yeah. Like, she... Oh, my God. Seriously, if, if nothing asshole. else, even if you don't care about the legal maneuvering, I'll post a link to an article about this. Read the 29-page read the thing the judge just... Uh, wrote about uh-huh. letting this case move forward. We all because make a it habit includes, of reading all those. It includes a summary of the allegations okay. so far. That's not legalese, and it's like oh. you're reading that. It's like, oh my god, I don't know what would I have done in that situation. I don't it's know. Like, I would have gotten baptized too, because like, what the fuck? I don't know what else to do. I, I truly would not know. And what, what, is what it, would you do? What does He's it gonna say? Shoot me. What does he it? Shoots people. What does it say about Christianity if? Someone only chooses it because the other option might be jail or some sort of forcible threat. Like, all right, I guess I'll go with your amazing religion. Like, this is fucking terrible. Crazy. Um, Fine, I'll finish with a lighter but also dumb (laughs) story. Christian pseudo-historian David Barton. You know I hate David Barton. Everyone should hate David Barton. This is the Christian liar who goes around saying, I know what the Founding Fathers really wanted, Mm -hmm. and it's whatever the Bible says. (laughs) It's whatever I feel like today. (laughs) Yeah, he said he hasn't earned... He earned a PhD at college. He did not earn a PhD in college. That was a lie. Um, It was from another paper mill or something. He wrote a book about Thomas Jefferson, a biography that was so full of lies that his Christian publishers pulled the book from the shelves and said, there were historical details, matters of fact, not matters of opinion, that were not supported at all. That book was called The Jefferson Lies, appropriately enough. Wait, really? Yeah. He called it The Jefferson Lies and filled it with a bunch of lies? Yes. Well, he knows his brand. Yes. 
Um, and this is the guy that Jeffers- right-wing politicians take seriously as a historian. Thomas Jefferson, who was so anti-theist, he cut out the supernatural shit of the yep. Bible yep. with a straight razor. Yep. That Thomas Jefferson? That Thomas Jefferson. And Barton's like, yep, he loved Jesus, and here's why our country should be a theocracy. Anyway, um, a couple weeks ago, he was speaking to his typical echo chamber crowd, which mm-hmm. is fine, but um, Kyle Mantila of Right Wing Watch caught a lie that we haven't heard before oh. from this guy. And it just it's a perfect encapsulation of how this guy operates, which is he makes shit up. Sure. He speaks to audiences that will never call him out on his lies. Uh-huh. And then pretty soon it becomes just like the gospel truth for Republicans trying to make up lies about how we're in a quote unquote Christian nation. <laughs> so here's what he said to okay. this group of uh, conservatives. Um, here's the quote. You know, once they got the Constitution finished, it's not the document of the nation yet. You got to have it. You have to have it ratified. Mm-hmm. You've got to send it to the 13 states and get it ratified. And so they sent it to the 13 states. All of this is true. So okay. far. if you're going to receive a government document and have a debate over whether to ratify it, where are you going to send it? The state capital? No, it's not the way it happened. North Carolina, Connecticut, Massachusetts, the ratification conventions were held in churches. They sent it to churches to ratify the Constitution. Yeah. Then each state had to select a certain number of delegates to attend the ratification conventions. 44 of the constitutional ratification delegates were ministers of the gospel. So again, preachers were highly, highly involved. So So? what he's saying... Is how critical is Christianity to the founding of our country? So critical that they held ratification ceremonies in churches because that's where you do your work. And even all of dozens and dozens of these ratification delegates signing off on it are ministers. Yeah. Um, So here's my important uh, question Mm -hmm. is, did it occur to him, perhaps, that... Um, ministers tend to be leaders in communities or that ministers of the gospel. These were legit. Like their full-time vocation is like priest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Like I think especially early on in this country, like church leaders tended to be, Leaders and as well. So you're I'm saying watching that Jamestown the, right now, you're so I know saying all about it. That they're they're ministers of the gospel, but like everyone's a minister of the gospel yeah. at the time. So to suggest that it's a Christian nation because of that, yeah, no, it's is, not the same is thing. literal insanity. And yeah. also uh, maybe I've just watched Midnight Mass too many times, but like, don't people usually gather in churches? Isn't church usually the building where everybody does all of their town shit? Yeah. So this is what Kyle. Like, I don't think they had city hall in 1776. This is what Kyle pointed out, uh, and he's citing actual historians and not David Barton. Mm. Um, it's true that some of the ratification uh, ceremonies were held in churches. No mm-hmm. one's disputing that. Aha! Um, they were ratified by state legislatures in churches because, like you said, churches were often the only buildings in town that could accommodate all the people involved, including delegates, reporters, other prominent community leaders. Yeah. It was a practical decision, not a religious one. Yep. And by the way, this happens today too, sometimes for high school graduation ceremonies. Uh, uh-huh. um, sometimes a church may be the biggest building in town mm-hmm. to house all those people that come to a graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. And we there's sometimes the church-state separation issues of 
yeah, you're holding it in a church. Right. That's not necessarily illegal. Right. But like, did you cover up the, are they preaching to them? Are they proselytizing? Is the pastor making a speech? Mm-hmm. That's where it crosses the line. Mm-hmm. So those discussions come up. But again, the public school argument here is we just need a space to house thousands of people in one area. Right. And if there's no like concert venue or a gymnasium <laughs> yeah. accessible to you, sometimes a church is the place to go. So that's mm-hmm. part one. It was a practical decision. It doesn't mean... I graduated on a football field. That yeah. doesn't make me a professional NFL. Yeah. Athlete. Exactly. And then, <laughs> as for 44 of the delegates being preachers or ministers, that may be true. Yeah. Guess how many delegates there were? Oh, how many? 1,750 minimum. <laughs> so, David Barton didn't mention that he's only talking about like 3% less That's than that hysterical. of the delegates. But like the 3%. Uh, he is... said is highly, highly involved. Oh, so involved. Oh, that's so like, funny. More Democrats voted for like Marianne Williamson for president. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, boy. Again, so again, it's not that he's just wrong. Which he it's, is. Which he is. It's that he's lying. He's being dishonest. Totally dishonest. And the people he's talking to do not care enough to call him a liar. That's correct. They just keep using him as a source. Because he's saying things that help them. Mm-hmm. And that's all they care about. They yeah. don't care if it's true. They care if it supports like, their... It's, it's a Christian nation. David Barton says it's a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. They want to treat the Constitution <laughs> the way they also treat the Bible, which means twisting it and distorting it to say whatever they want it to say yeah. instead of what it actually said. Yeah, and like... Yeah, he wrote a book, but like Hemant wrote a book. You don't have to be smart to write a book. I'm the first one to say that. (laughs) Right there with you. Which makes me feel very sad that I only have six chapters of my book done. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It does Um, not. I'll finish off on a happier note. This week, uh, the American Humanist Association was the first to announce that there is a new member of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus. Uh, Congresswoman Julia Brownlee, who is mm. a Democrat from California, joined the caucus. This is the caucus that hey, uh, allies with atheists, supports church-state separation, opposes mm. blasphemy laws, say they support legislation that is reason-based and evidence-based. Like, it's not pro-atheist so much as we represent the wants and needs and desires of church-state separation type atheists. Right. Like, everyone should be a member of this. Mm -hmm. But there's now 17 members in that caucus. And again, they announced this congresswoman joined it. I heard nothing about it from anybody, good or bad. It just flew that much under the radar. Why do you think that is? I think it's a non-issue for most people. And I, I say that as a... That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be an issue at all. But I imagine if this happened however long ago, it would have been like, someone's willing to ally with atheists? This is the worst thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. And now this Democrat is doing it, and they're like, it peeps. Nothing. Yeah. Like cricket chirps. That's amazing. Yeah, that means we're on the right track. Right. And so I'm just like, I saw that, and I'm like, it, it... Honestly, the AHA's mention that it happened mm-hmm. didn't even get that many reactions on Twitter. Cool. It was that much of a non-issue. Great. And I'm just like... Great, great, great. How does that happen? That's amazing. That's really good news. I love that. Right? Excellent. Um, I'll leave it at that. Cool. Um, stickers. I mailed them out finally. I, you guys, I was such a mess. Um, I mailed those out finally. Um, if you didn't... If you're expecting a sticker and didn't get one and don't get one the next like week, you just reach out. And also some dude, I just sent an empty envelope to him (laughs) 
and I'm very sorry. I sent out like 80 of them. <laughs> it was a long day, suffice it to say. Um, so if we need to, or also if um, I owe you a cross stitch, also follow up on that. I'm sorry. My life is a mess right now. <sighs> All right. Well, um, uh, where you oh. can find you. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke. Uh, my Etsy shop, when we're not on strike, um, is uh, is bitches, bitches Get Stitched Done. Thank you. Um, also, my talking points for a bonus episode. David Lynch, Firewalk With Me, Transcendental, medication, me, Transcendental Meditation. My niece Maeve visited me at the barn. Um, the show Taskmaster. The musical Into the Woods. In the city of Asheville, North Carolina, where I will be visiting but not having a meetup. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're in Florida, Orlando, next yeah. week, go watch. Uh, go come. It's free. It's Sunday Are they going to record 24th. it, do you know? Like, can uh, people watch it remotely? I don't know. Okay. Um, come in person. It's fun. We'll make friends. <laughs> yeah, it's Florida. And, no problem. Uh, if you do your crosswords, uh, you know, love it or hate it, do it Saturday. I'm so... Hey, if you... You know how on um, <laughs> the New York Times crossword, we can see each other's, like, times... For the mini for, crossword. For the mini crossword. Yeah. Can you see my times for, like, the real crosswords, no. too? Okay, good. Because <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> It truly is like if Hemet knew how bad I was at crossword puzzles. It's all good. Uh, Just try your best. Finish it. See if you get the tricky clues. Is yeah. God in the puzzle somewhere? Maybe. Really? Maybe. Oh. Um, it's fun. Yeah. That's all right, we'll see you next. Uh, not next week. Next week, because oh, yeah. I'm gone, uh, I have an interview that will post. I think I did it already. It's mm-hmm. an awesome person to talk to. I won't tell you more. Um, she's fantastic to talk to. Very Excellent. interesting conversation. And then we'll be back in two weeks. I look forward to downloading it and not listening to it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Bye, all <laughs> <laughs>